0: You know one of the many of the many amazing things about Christianity is where it starts where it begins There are many religions in the world and most of them express mankind's search for God but Christianity It's all about God's search for mankind. So it starts with God, not with us. That's what happens in today's first reading, for example. Nineveh is a metropolis in the ancient Middle East, and people there were living sinful lives. Lives full of pleasures and noise, and maybe even full of great achievements, but empty of meaning. You see, that's what always happens when people rebel against God's plan and the moral law that he built into human nature. And God's heart is moved with pity for those sinful people. So he sends a prophet, Jonah, to wake them up, to put them back on the path of God's plan for happiness, the only plan that will truly work. So through Jonah, God went in search of the Ninevites because he cared so deeply about their happiness. And the same thing happens in the gospel reading. The passage shows Jesus doing what he came to earth to do, calling people into a personal relationship with God. And that's really the core of what Christianity is all about, you know. Notice how he calls his first disciples by name. Peter, Andrew, James, John. He had met these men before, as we read in St. John's Gospel, but now he calls them to follow him more closely. He calls them because he wants to give them more meaning, purpose, and ultimately happiness. He wants to bring them into his kingdom. This is what the God of Christianity The one true God is all about. He comes in search of every human heart, calling us into relationship, into friendship with him. Sometimes God calls us to make big changes in our lives, as he did with his first disciples on the shores of the Sea of Galilee. This is what happened not too long ago to a man to a man named Marcus Grodi. Marcus started out his professional life as an engineer. He was a strong Christian, but not a Catholic, and he soon decided to go into the ministry to become a Presbyterian minister. For years, he served various churches, but he kept running into a problem. Whenever there were different opinions about how to interpret a particular passage of the Bible or about how to arrange a worship service or about what stand to take on a particular moral issue, he found that he and his other minister friends would often disagree. Then each of them would teach his congregation their personal opinion as if it were the gospel truth. For Marcus, that was a strange situation. It seemed as if he was supposed to constantly reinvent the Christian faith instead of actually passing it on. In fact, the different Protestant churches have no single catechism, and no single authority to preserve the original teachings of Jesus Christ and apply them accurately to the changing challenges of history like Catholics do. Eventually, the anxiety of not knowing whether he was really teaching Christian doctrine forced Marcus to change careers. So he began to pursue a doctorate degree in biology with an eye towards working in the field of bioethics. This required a long daily commute, which gave him a lot of time to reflect and to pray. Gently and sometimes surprisingly, God guided him step by step along a path on which his questions about the Christian faith were finally answered. God continued calling him, and eventually he not only entered the Catholic Church, but also started a ministry, a national ministry, to help other non-Catholic pastors and ministers who find themselves facing the same difficulty he faced. It's called the Coming Home Network. Marcus Grody now has one of EWTN's most popular TV shows, The Journey Home. And he has helped hundreds, if not thousands, of searching souls to find and follow God's call in their lives. God really is still calling. He has something to say to each one of us every single day. God is always calling out to us because he loves us and wants to lead us to a more fulfilling life here on earth and also for all eternity in heaven. But there is a problem. And the problem is that we are not always listening. We fill our lives with so much noise that God's call gets lost. We don't hear it, and so we can't respond to it, right? If we really want God's call in our hearts to resound, we must learn the value of silence. We must give silence a chance. You see, a great cathedral is beautiful and inspiring, not because of the big pillars and Magnificent artwork and glowing stained glass windows. It is beautiful and inspiring because all those elements are joined together to form an awe-inspiring space in which the soul can rise to God. In our daily lives, we need to use silence to create that kind of interior space where God's voice can resound. The most direct way to do this, brothers and sisters, is to give God real quality time every single day. Spend 15 minutes just with him, in your room, in a church, in a park, even in your home office. Shut off all the noise and sit in silence with the Lord. Take out the sacred scriptures and reflect on them slowly and gently. Take time to gaze on the beauty of God's creation and allow them to speak to your heart. God is constantly telling us that he loves us and has a plan for our lives. From now on, let's promise him that we will pay attention. As we continue with this Mass... Let's enter into the silence of this sacred celebration, allowing our hearts to simply adore the Lord who loves us. And let's ask him for the grace we need to respond generously. Respond generously to his personal call in our lives.